what is up guys it is hot take without the hot take here and it is 100 episodes on spotify we have well between spotify and youtube so we've hit the 100 mark um because we have 97 on spotify yeah no we had we had four episodes on youtube that are there okay uh but in terms of spotify in terms of spotify we're at 100 episodes on spotify Okay. This is our 100th episode on Spotify. All right, good to know. So thank you for listening all this time, and we've got more coming. Let's get straight to it. How wanted is Kevin Durant? So the KD saga continues. I really want you. And they really do. There's, he is, a, like, he's KD. He's obviously going to be wanted by many, many, many teams. He's a generational New talent. New players involved. It's all the rumor mill, right? Mm-hmm. So rumor mill gets generated, but then you have to take it with a grain of salt. For instance... The Golden State Warriors have said, we'll take him and we'll give you everybody. Pool, Wiggins, uh, we'll give you the center. Who's the center? Uh, Wiseman. No, why not Wiseman? They'll take the other one. Looney. They just not resigned Lo- Looney. Not Looney. The other who's one. Who's the center? Oh, I forgot the name of the guy. Okay. Honestly, I but they, they said they'll give that and future considerations, which I think would be draft picks. But I don't see that happening. No. Why no. would Katie go back there? No. That's like conceding. Like, you were right. I was wrong. I'm back. Yeah, and it's like his reputation would probably be destroyed forever, which he's trying to, to uh, he's trying to make his own thing. He's trying to be the That's guy. That's why he left. So um, I don't think it would be the best. I don't. Th- I think in his own head, he doesn't really want to go back. He can win championships, but even the magic. Yeah. Even the magic. Oh, Paulo Bencaro threw out a tweet. Yeah, to me, yeah. Come on. And, and, they need a and, lot more than just as, those two. And as Richard Jefferson said. Paolo, hate to break it to you, but you would be part of that trade. You'd be <laughs> exactly. going to Brooklyn. Exactly. You think, they, 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 they think he's going to stay there? So no. Yeah, I, mean, I think I believe that it'll be Phoenix, but they have to iron out some things. No, I don't think it's Phoenix. Which team is it then? Detroit? I don't, I don't. Very few teams I don't think that can raise their hand. I up. don't think it's going to be Phoenix. I don't know which team it's going to be, but it's certainly not going to be the Phoenix because... Brooklyn said they want Devin Booker back. They're not going to get Phoenix it. just re-signed Devin that. Booker. We know that, but... Signing is one thing. Who cares if you sign a guy? They signed Durant. He wants out. Yeah, I, I, but I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're gonna do there's it. There's not many. Pl- Phoenix do, don't want to give up Devin Booker. They don't. There aren't many so, places left to go for him. Where's he gonna go? So unless unless Brooklyn change their demands, that he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna end up. I he'll go somewhere. He's got to. He's got to at least go somewhere. I think. Um, He's most likely going to go. Miami's possible. Miami's not but possible. Impossible. They don't have enough. They don't have enough. It's possible. Come on. Move it on. is possible. Move on. Next question here is, what does the Rudy Gobert trade mean for both the Timberwolves uh, and the Jazz? Okay, so let me so talk you about start this. For the Timberwolves. So with the package, uh, they gave the Timberwolves gave up Malik Beasley. They gave up Patrick Beverly. They gave up Leandro Bomaro and uh, Walker Kessler. Plus four future first-round picks, three of them unprotected. Huge, huge swing for Rudy Gobert. Now, what this means for the Timberwolves, the vision they're trying to achieve is to have that paint defender alongside Cat. Cat would probably play the four. Cat's sort of limited defensively, so they want to offset that by bringing in Gobert. Um, But this leaves them with no perimeter defenders and no bench. So... Kind of, it's kind of a yikes. And what's gonna happen when they go when when they come up a te- against a team that's go- gonna go small? That's gonna cause Cat 
and um and Gobert to have to hedge off, mm-hmm. and that's not gonna look good against a team that's come that's gonna go small like like a like a Memphis. Okay, so I don't know. I was thinking about this trade going. Well, we know that the message that Utah is saying is we believe in Donovan Mitchell, not Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're gonna build around Donovan Mitchell. One of them had to go. We knew we talked about this before. Somebody had to give. Yeah. We're, both of them weren't going, but by all accounts, had to be one or the other. And. It was gonna be it was gonna be Rudy right. all the way. And so what the Jazz get they get they get some depth, they get some depth particularly off the bench. Yep. I like Patrick Beverly. He's an irritant if he's on another team. Yep. But he's your irritant if he's on your team. Yep. And he's he's a lunch pail guy. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly doesn't do a lot of great things. He does many different things very well. Yeah. He can defend. He gives you more defense. He can score here and there, but he doesn't need the ball. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good trade for. Utah, they might not keep all those guys. Who's to say? I mean, those guys might not. Well, there stay are, some of them are impending free agents, right? So they probably have them for now. Yeah. And then when the, when next year comes around, they're gone. Yeah. So ultimately, this came down to Utah saying we need to change our identity. Well, I did, I did, I did pose this to you off recording. They could swing a trade for Miles Turner because Indiana has expressed intentions to uh, shop Miles Turner, and they have been shopping Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great trade for them to make, considering all the assets that they now have. The price for Miles Turner wouldn't be so high. Um, get rid he's he's yeah. injury prone, but in, when he's on the court, in my opinion, he's a more uh, he's he's a he's a more dynamic Rudy Gobert. He can do all the defensive things that Rudy Gobert can do, but he's also a really good perimeter defender. He can stretch he the floor. The he's got some nice post shoot. moves. He can shoot. So I when think, he's healthy, that's the biggest I, thing. I think Miles Turner hasn't stepped on a court in a long yeah, time. I, that's a liability. He, he did play this season. And he looked good. I thought he was going to get traded at the deadline when Indiana was selling, but obviously not. But. He's most likely getting traded this offseason. I wouldn't mind him seeing on the seeing him on on the Jazz. All right, next. What does it mean for Zion signing an extension with the Pelicans? I saw this coming <laughs> from a mile away. Um, when he's <laughs> when he was talking about I want to sign an extension with this team, I felt that he was um, happy to come back, and he has, and he has every right to. Five years, hundred ninety three million dollars. It's it's exorbitant, <laughs> but he's. In the clips that I've seen, he's looked healthy and he looks and he looks ready to come back. They've got themselves a good core forming around him, and I like I like the extension for both team and player. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Okay, okay. So I look, I was not saying anything about that. I didn't think he would say no to that. He knows Zion knows he's in a make or break situation now. Mm-hmm. He's coming. He, uh, he's he hasn't played much. And, you know, showing him video of dunking on teenagers, little little kids, is not enough for me to be convinced. But okay? if he's dunking like that... Yeah, well, that's... that Look, that's not against competition. Yeah. So let's just pump the brakes for a second. I know. It's not, against, time, it's not against competition, uh, but... I don't... I can't dunk. I got that. And But he's dunking over little kids. That's great. Let's do it in the game. How mm-hmm. about stay healthy? Yeah. How about play a whole season? So this is about him getting on board because the Pels... Are actually a pretty good team. All right, let's say hypothetically he's healthy for um, majority of the next season, uh-huh. and that he's on the court. This Pel's team is a top five in the West. It, it, they are with the guys they have around. They're top five in the West okay. with him healthy. Okay, with him healthy. Yeah, and that's the kicker. Is can he stay healthy without him healthy? That, I, I think it's just such a delicate part with of the a, body to be be 
affected. Yeah, the with, foot. He needs with, his feet. With, without him healthy, they're they're a playing team. Right. So I, I I mean again, I think that this was him just accepting what what I mean. He wasn't going to test the waters. No, we know this because no team was going to touch Zion. Right now, Zion needs to prove himself to the Pelicans. It's not the other way around. Yeah, the Pelicans said, "Here's the money. Take it." He's gone. All right, I'll take the money. Happy to move on. I'm I'm glad with that. Well, I've been I've eaten crow at the about my opinions about the Pels, and they've done good work. David Griffin deserves the Executive of the Year award. He he got it, and I think if they continue to do good work in just keeping Zion wrapped in bubble wrap for goodness sake because he's so injury prone. Well, they're gonna have to, they're gonna look, 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 there'll be load management stuff for him. Yeah, they'll be because he hasn't to been be. playing. They'll enough. have to be. They'll have he to be. He hasn't been playing enough. He hasn't you know, he hasn't been on a court enough. He'll have to get his fitness back. There's lots of things I'm sure that are involved in this contract that we don't know about. All right, moving on. Zach Levine stays oh, horse. It's a exorbitant <laughs> contract. Oh, Five years, two hundred million. You crapping your pants the other day, but thank, but thank God oh, thank he, God, sta- he sticks around. Uh-huh. Um, it had Go to ahead, be, talk it, about it. It had to be done. Yeah, it, yeah, it had to be done. If they didn't, if they didn't do it, the Bulls were screwed. That's all I'm, I have to say. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Oh, good. I have a few things to say. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, where else was he going to go? Yeah. To get that kind of money, uh, you know, most of the high end teams are starting to close the shutters. Yeah. Consider them like you know. Consider them like kiosk. Most mm-hmm. of them are shuttering down now. They they've made their moves. You know, no one's gonna throw a gauntlet in. So where was Zach Levine gonna go? To the Lakers? They don't have the money. Mm-hmm. You know, where was he? he has, you know, where, you know, he could go to a bad team for a lot of money. Yeah. Right. So he's gonna stay with the Bulls. But he's part of the equation as to why the Bulls fell apart last season. Yeah. He was one of the injured, and so was Caruso, and so was Ball. Yeah. So when you have those guys off. They totally changed the team. Yeah. So here's your money, Zach. Now there's no more. There's no more. You know, question mark. Can you stay on the court again? Another guy who gets injured a lot. Mm-hmm. So he's got his money now. Now you can perform. Yeah. They so need, therein lies the rub. The Bulls need everybody to stay healthy and performing at a high level right. to be able to go and far. S- right. And so he's got the money now. So you got your you got your your top guy on the Bulls. As they continue to not win a championship during right. his tenure. Sure. Fantastic. Okay. I got the next one. Yep. What's the next one about? Okay. Okay. Let me just catch my Steve. breath. Is Steve Clifford the consolation prize for the Hornets? Well, I swear he was the coach like... High not, low. I swear low. he was the coach not too long ago. He was. He was. And he was pounding the pavement for them to draft a certain Donovan Mitchell. Who do they get? Malik Monk, who's not too bad, but... He's not there anymore. But flop, uh, flopped, on the, flopped on the Hornets. And and he paid the pro- And he went and he left. Well, so, he got fired. Yeah. But during his tenure, and I think the only reason why he's back there. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Kenny Atkinson said, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And... Um, he led them to three playoff berths. Yeah. And he has a, reportedly a good relationship with Michael Jordan. Yeah. And a good relationship with the front office, which is why they brought him back. Mm-hmm. And maybe the idea of I him think being paired with, you know, Melo. For the, for the, for the Hornets right now, they needed an experienced guy. I think it's a good swing for them to make. Mm-hmm. Steve Clifford, he's an experienced coach. He takes a hard-line approach, but I think it would, it has, it, it has to be done with this young group. Yeah. There's a lot of young guys here that need 
that sort of hardline approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but and considering I, they wet the bed the last two play-ins. Yeah, no, no so, they they got they got know. swept out the building right. in the so last two. Borrego play-ins. got shown the door. Yeah, you know they didn't have anybody else to consider. I, I, it's the Hornets. They need I don't really, I don't really know if the Hornets really are anybody's radar. Yeah, you know they changed the name from the Bobcats back to the Hornets. Yada yada yada. I don't know. You know. Well, I, I right now, well, right now they got to do something because. They are it. Uh, it seems like the NBA at this point is just shoving them into playing games. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Uh, should Sharif O'Neal feel any pressure being drafted by the Lakers? Maybe. I don't. I think there is that that level of um, uh, thinking there. Uh, he's he might. I don't know what he's thinking, but there might be that that level of thinking saying, "Okay, I've been drafted into." The team my dad made his name on, well, not made his name on, but what became the most dominant force in, in NBA history on. There is a level of, he was a second round talent. I don't really, I think he can be a quality NBA player. I'm not sure if he'll be an all, uh, like a, a superstar, but he's got potential. I would think he should be pretty, con- pretty stressed. Or concern again, your father's number is hanging in the rafters. Yeah. Okay. He was dominant before he got to LA. Yeah. But he just raised it a whole other level. He won three championships with. Won him. an MVP. So of course, I mean, it's like anything else. It's like Patrick Ewing. Just off the off segment for a minute. Patrick Ewing's son, I think, tried was I don't know if he was drafted, but he played ball. That's yeah. a hard name, Michael Jordan. Anyway, oh, his, his, kid, his kids didn't go past D1. Right. So it's hard to sit there and think about that. Imagine the pressure that's going to be for Bronny James when he decides to enter the draft. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, your dad is who again? So I would think he'd be... I mean, it's, it's the team your dad played for. Yeah. There's got to be some expectation. They're going to say, okay, well, you are your father. But he's probably not. No. And I think, you know, being somewhere else, maybe not... In a, a team where your dad played, I think it would be less stressful. Well, we got to see how it, how it fares in his first couple seasons. I mean, he might not even make the team. Yeah, you don't know that yet. Just because he got drafted doesn't mean you make the team. Yeah, you got to do all the summer ball and everything else. Summer league, and he's looked okay in summer league so far. Uh, do you, do you believe Pete Carroll when he says that the Seahawks are in a good position with Geno Smith and Drew Locke as QB options? I think Pete sure. Carroll. Pete Carroll does a little trolling. I he, oh my goodness, really, Pete? Geno Smith and Drew Locke are good options to you. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke cannot <laughs> cannot throw a football. Um, in the mid mid and short range to save his life, and he, when he does throw it long, he throws it into double coverage with regularity. Geno Smith is Geno Smith. Uh, Jets fans can tell you all about him. So, no, I don't believe. I think for the Seahawks to go through a proper rebuild, they need to fire both Carroll and both the GM. They go clean the whole house. Because at this point, you've traded the franchise face. You're sort of in a weird direction phase right now with two really good receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, a, a defense that you've invested a good amount of capital into, namely uh, their Jamal Adams. So I don't know what uh, what the hell you do other than go through a whole cleanup of okay. of the executive branch. Um, I think Pete Carroll is you know obviously playing Switzerland. 
Yep. He's not going to try to rock the boat right now and try to throw dirt on either one of these guys. Both of these guys are going to try to obviously have a so it's competition now between Geno Smith and Drew Locke. I don't give the edge to either one of them. I mean, really, Geno Smith only played because Russell Wilson was out. That's it. And Geno Smith is Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. He was drafted high by the Jets, never panned out as a good quarterback, and yep. is a perennial backup. Drew Locke is a backup. So you have two backup guys wanting to be a starter. And so it wouldn't surprise it'll leave them. It'll lead them to the glory of six wins this season. Right, and maybe possibly moving into that space where they can draft a quarterback for the future. And maybe yeah. that's what this is about. Because you're playing in the West. Well, and you got there's you you're, got you, you got, got Stafford, you got yeah. Kyler Murray, right? Yep. You got three other te- you got three other teams to worry about. Car car in the West and the AFC West as well. Right. In the whole but, West but, division. But I'm talking about if you're talking about the NFC West, West. which I'm focusing Stafford, on. Stafford, Stafford, Murray. Murray, and I don't know, question mark in San Francisco, whether it's Trey Lance, because Jimmy Garoppolo had his had shoulder surgery. Yeah. He's not throwing the ball yet. Yeah. But it's still gonna be a problem. You're potentially going to lose four games against those But you're teams. coming up against that San Francisco pass rush. Right. So I think it's Pete Carroll just remaining very political, very very neutral in yeah. this decision. Well, they need to we'll see what happens. Well, they, they've got an okay, a rookie line to run behind, uh, to, throw, to throw behind. Well, that's just the thing. Who's going to um, throw the ball with accuracy? Because both yeah. of these guys throw the ball under 50%. 50%, 50% well, uh, if, they choose, if they choose to tank out the season, there's C.J. Stram and Bryce Young. Uh, Bri- uh, and Bryce Bryce Young waiting in the in this upcoming draft class. So and both of them are franchise uh, franchise saving quarterbacks or tabbed to be franchise saving quarterbacks. All right, next one I got this one. Yep. Okay, now the the Colorado Avalanche, the Abs. We didn't talk about them, but mm-hmm. now we are. We understand now, if case we weren't living under a rock, that they are. The Stanley Cup champions. It wasn't easy by any means. A lot of these games went to overtime, but they just seemed to... I saw it coming. They had that extra gas in the tank. And those two Stanley Cup finals runs that Tampa Bay went through have taken a toll. And especially losing that that their third their amazing third line last offseason definitely killed, killed their grit. And killed their tenacity in the back end of their bench. So this is this is why they lost. They weren't able to keep up with the depth of the Avs. And Nazem Kadri, Kel McCarr uh, did the rest. Honestly, the, and McKinnon as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're and the the goaltending the series on both ends was was kind of suspect. Vasilevsky was kind of suspect. But then again, so was Kemper, mm-hmm. uh, Francois sure. when Francois when he was in there looked okay. Uh, looked okay. Mm-hmm. But this was really a battle of a battle of third and fourth lines, mm-hmm. and the the Avs had better third and fourth lines. Okay, so I suppose from my perspective, it was it was what we talked about before. Yep, you had two teams basically in different situations. I liked the idea of the Lightning potentially winning the third straight. Because yeah. they haven't been done since the Islanders. Yeah. One, since the Oilers. Islanders, too. Or um, even the Oilers. Um, but, you know, those are the teams you're looking at. Islanders, yeah. Oilers, the last team to do that. So that would have meant dynasty. Yeah. Um, for the Avalanche, they hadn't won in so long. So yeah. this came down to which team? And you're right. It was 4-2 well, to them, but it was a hard-fought 4-2. Yeah, it was not easy by any means. The Lightning just didn't have the depth 
going into these finals. Nick Paul was incredible for them these these playoffs, but they were taken to seven by a very good Leafs team and had a much harder run of than course. the Avs. The Avs were sixteen and four. Yep. And that's it. They they that's played, all you gotta say. They had that's, more rest than more time. That's all you gotta say. Yeah. That's all you have to say. They lost combined with the fact they lost their third line, yep. they didn't have enough to keep up with the Avs, the Stanley Cup finals. And that's the that's the bottom line. Although they did re sign Nick Paul uh mm-hmm. to a very affordable extension, uh seven, uh, the Lightning, seven years, three million dollars per very very good extension considering how well he played these playoffs he was incredible so that'll maybe help them fix their depth issues uh okay. somewhat these um the this offseason concern that the Mets lead in the NL East has gone from 10 and a half to two and a half games in one month they've had a tough schedule I am concerned um I'm hoping that DeGrom and Scherzer get back DeGrom has been in in uh in I think it was double a ball I think he was at. So was Scherzer. So the two-headed monster should be getting back soon. The pitching has been kind of suspect. It was hot with guys like Tyler McGill performing. But the hitting is sort of tapered off. They had to face a really good Astros team. They they lost that series. So And the Braves are starting to get hot. So I am a little concerned here. This is why I haven't jumped the gun on the Mets this entire the, to start the season. Because it's a... 162 games is a long road, a very long road. So you have to play, and, and once they get, sh- and it's like Scherzer said at the start of the year when they won the three straight series, we haven't won anything yet. Mm-hmm. So once he gets back, he should hopefully stabilize that locker room because he knows championships. Mm-hmm. He knows deep playoff runs. Mm-hmm. So say, saying to them, we haven't won anything yet. Let's keep going. Mm. 13 and 12. So that was a tough month. Yeah, you very know, that tough That was a tough month. month. And... That's to be expected when you don't have, you're missing things. Guys are injured. There's been guys in and out of it, you know, being injured. When are the Mets not injured? But there's, that's just, that's just, it's a long season though. Yeah. My, why, to me, it's have the injuries now so you don't have them later. The Mets are always injured. But it's it's baseball and, and you're going to have this. And, and to think that they were just going to keep winning games every single month is crazy. No. So yeah, the pitching staff has been hurt. Because you know now you you have Scherzer still coming back. You have Degrom doing starts now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they've had inconsistencies. Carrasco's been smacked around a little bit. Yeah. So they, they their pitching staff has not been a hundred percent. Bassett's in, injured now. Yeah. So they've had a lot of problems there. But that's to be expected. So I, it's not a surprise because teams get hot and the Braves get hot, got hot. They're the defending champions. So yeah. I'm not at all phased by it. I think that the Mets can sort of get it back. Uh, but it's a long season. But they need to, they need reinforcements. Hopefully, those will come in the form of Degrom and Scherzer. And if they have those two guys, that's a one-two punch, and any team would want that for their rotation. Yep. Next one, I got Eric Cantona's come. Com- All right, well, you, you go. Right. You, you go. go ahead. All right. It's too and- late. Now. <laughs> it's too late now for me. Your eagerness. To All right. Out. Eric Cantona's comments about the next World Cup accurate. I didn't actually see his quote. So Eric Cantona, former great. For Manchester tough United, he was incredible. Guy. Okay, now yep. I just I looked at this quote. To be honest, I really don't I don't really care about the next World Cup, which is not a real World Cup for me. I'm a, I'm not against the idea of hosting a World Cup in a country. I'm not against the idea of hosting a World Cup in a country where there's no possibility to develop and promote football, like in South Africa or the United States. But Qatar, it's not a country of football. It's only about money and the way. 
and the way they treated the people who built the stadiums, it's horrible. There's been a there's there's been a lot of discourse over the past uh, twelve years since the Qatari bid was won uh, about not only uh, not only the corruption that was found the bid for that the, that the bid that was found in the corruption Seth Blatter Michelle Platini Chuck Blazer um, that were eventually found to have corrupted the bid but also uh, due to the slave labor uh, that has occurred in building the stadiums uh, for this upcoming World Cup. Now, um, it's it's a very tough one for me because the World Cup is, and FIFA seems to be, see, FIFA's also been, and his comments about money have also been pretty apt in my opinion because FIFA has been, has thrown around the idea of making the World Cup every two years, which would be a pretty asinine move, but it's FIFA at the end of the day. All they care about is raking in shit tons of cash for being a non-profit mm -hmm. but um it i think his comments were pretty apt and i think they were accurate okay. um i don't think it will be on the books as a real world cup and uh, because it was scheduled to be a real world cup mm -hmm. but and no one will be throwing an asterisk on it there was no covid delays sure, sure, sure. but um i think his comments about how it was all constructed were very apt as someone who 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 did a lot of uh, who did a lot of research into mm -hmm. how FIFA corrupted their yeah, yeah. their system and their bidding and, okay. and whatnot. So you like the word apps. I just got that. All right, go ahead. Yeah. These four times. Uh -huh. So <laughs> apt, very apt. So yeah, I mean, it's no surprise. But that that's that's the, that's no different than what happens in the Olympics bid. You know, the city that does it has to have enough money behind it in order to. Well, here's the thing. The here's the thing. The so, difference. The difference here is that these these stadiums were built. Off the back of slave labor. Yeah, of course. Slave and labor. And it's Qatar. I think the weather's going to be like, what, 55 Celsius there? It's going to be boiling yeah. hot. That's why it's they're not playing even the right in, environment. There's AC in well, of the, course. In the stadiums. But, you know, it's also that whole, you know, big money machine. Because the fans that are going to go there, you know, supporting their country on, are going to pay out the nose to go watch them. And yeah. it's just, it's it's a, it's the state of affairs that, 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 that FIFA... Hasn't necessarily addressed. It, well, F so. FIFA's always uh, FIFA swept the whole 2015 scandal under the rug. Yeah, like Chuck Blazer died soon after he was arrested. Oh, there you go. Um, Michelle Michel Platini was banned for life. Yeah. Sepp Blatter was banned for eight years. Is, is he coming back? Yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll come. Sepp is old. I don't think he'll come back to FIFA in any, any real capacity. Sepp. But he'll probably be in it as an advisor or some crap like that. Mm -hmm. But. Um, the whole the whole thing around FIFA and their corruption is well documented up mm -hmm. to this point. The whole bid was corrupt, but everyone's going to watch it anyway because it's the World Cup. All right, moving all right, on. Right, let's see what we have here. My turn. Yeah, yep. you took my turn away. Yep. Who's got the edge in the third state of origin? Now, the third state of origin is... The decider. It's the decider. Yep. It's in... Brisbane. It's in enemy territory. Brisbane. If you're from New South Wales, is where we're from. So yep. that's going into uncharted... Enemy territory, and for the Blues into very dangerous territory because they their record at SunCorp Stadium is historically terrible. Yeah, and it's rightly feared by a lot of people. Of course, um, it's down here. Yeah, but um, I I may uh, see 
with the Blues, um, so the squads have been released today. Mm-hmm. I expected them to have Jack Whiten in there. Mm-hmm. He's not in there. Stephen Crichton remains at the starting uh, number four center. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard was not recalled either. Mm-hmm. They, they're having a debutante at the number eight. Mm-hmm. Payne Haas is injured. Mm-hmm. So, But I think the, the Blues are riding off some momentum, but they have to be careful because mm-hmm. this Queensland team, uh, there's, I call Suncorp Stadium the 14th man. For a reason, yeah. because that crowd is can galvanize any any Queensland team, even the worst, even on paper the worst Queensland team in quotations. Yeah. So uh, look at how twenty twenty ended up yeah. in that decider. Yeah. Um, that was that was the most that was a pretty embarrassing mm. embarrassing loss for the Blues. But um, it's I never I never ever say or want to say definitively what team has the edge. Or which team looks um, look looks better, or looks more dangerous? Because state of origin, anything can happen. All right. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say the Blues might have the edge because of how they played in Game Two. Yeah. But again, you you're right. Everything changes. Queensland would have made their their substitutions. They would have played with the roster. They're missing Kafusi though, right, due to an injury. Did, right. So they're going to replace him. It's hard to say because there's a good chance that New South Wales could surprise people if they're able to just do what they did last time. That Kafusi that off, you know, he was sent off. That changed the whole game. Yeah, it did. So it that did, might did. not, you know, that's where New South Wales got they generated their offense because they obviously Queens were playing one man down. Yeah. So let's just throw that out there. So well, that was a, it. Was it was the right decision right. though? That's him. But you know, it's it's a pick 'em. I'll pick New South Wales. If I live in New South Wales. If I live in Queensland, I'd pick I'm not Wales. picking anybody because um, I'm not say New not South only South. do I want do not only do I not want to jinx it. I also um, know from experience you can't say one team has the edge because t- things change in state of origin. Things yeah. shift so quickly, play after play. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Uh, uh, so on around this day, the 2003 draft Ooh, without the draft. Wow. Um, quite possibly, the the, be- arguably, the, arguably, arguably, the, arguably, the, the arguably the best draft class of all time. Um, all time, arguably, 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 but I think there's other draft classes. Yeah, in my opinion, the 96. Dra- in my opinion, the 96 yeah. draft class is better right. because of the depth and value right. they found in that draft. Right. But you but, got some notable, of course. LeBron you had James, the franchise savers. Darko LeBron. Milicic. <laughs> you can't forget Darko. Darko you know, Milicic. Darko will always be known. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a successful apple farmer now. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, look it up. Uh, LeBron, <laughs> first, first overall pick. Uh, you obviously had the third the third overall Chris pick. Bosch was taken. The third overall pick was Carmelo Anthony. Fourth overall, fourth overall pick, I believe, was uh, uh, Dwayne. No, it wasn't Chris Dwayne. Was it was fourth. fourth Chris Bosh. Dwayne Wade was Dwayne fifth. Dwayne Wade was fifth. And Chris Kanan was sixth. Chris Kanan was Chris Kanan was half decent. You know, he was and, an all star. Uh, David West was selected eighteenth. Not bad. Josh Howard. Uh, you had Mo Williams. Mo Williams you had was Kyle okay. Corver. Kyle Corver. He was a steal in the second you had round. TJ you know, Ford. Let me just. Eight. Let me. You just, had Mike Sweetney. <laughs> Mike Sweetney. God. Mike Sweetney. I'll tell you what. A little story about the Kyle Corver thing. The Nets picked him in the second round, but they sold him to the Sixers for cash to fund summer league costs and buy a copy machine. Oh well. Oh go. my God. In go. a set in the second round, they took future All Star Kyle Corver and traded him for cash. Okay. Uh, other notables, second round ones: Luke Walton, 
Jerome, yeah. Jerome Beasley, yeah. uh, and Steve Blake. So, um, yeah, top um, heavy draft featured arguably the greatest player of all time. Some of the some of the best in that era. Okay, so on around this day, Mike Tyson and Michael Spinks. Wow, so this was the famous before you were even brought into this world. Yep, I was sixteen years old. This is the day of when you bought. A fight on TV. Yeah. And I went to my Uncle Trev's with my dad. Now, Mike Tyson fights, historically, wouldn't last very long. Yeah. So, it was buyer beware. Yeah. You put your money down, and you pray for a long fight, and the fight never lasted longer yeah. than three rounds. This did not last three rounds. It landed. It lasted, I think, nine. Oh, 90 seconds. 90 seconds, yeah. So, Mike and, Tyson and knocked a the certain, hell out of him. A certain former president paid a lot of money to host it at his... At his, what, casino in New York? Oh, yeah. And it lasted 90 seconds. Yeah. And a lot of journalists around that time said if Tyson was going to lose, it was going to be that fight. And he won in 90 seconds. He won 90 seconds. And, uh, yeah, it was was sort of funny watching Michael Spinks afterwards because Michael Spinks walked away from that. He uh, had nothing more to say. And... He retired immediately. Ha! That's what. Oh my god! That's what Mike Tyson did to Michael Spinks. The other thing to think about: Happy birthday, belateds out there! John Elway, sixty-two years old, great quarterback for the um, for the Denver Broncos, taken first overall in nineteen eighty-three. Not so good as an executive. Debatable. What? Not so good as an executive whatsoever. You know what? But you know, he always finds a way to save his bacon, right? Yeah. you know, things are going iffy with the quarterbacks he had. You know, he had drafted he drafted quarterbacks. Didn't work most, out. Most of them tall, white quarterbacks. It didn't work out. Such as Paxton Lynch. Who, didn't work out. Who, who did very well in the didn't NFL. Didn't work out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Didn't work out. Drew Brock Wah. Osweiler. Brock Osweiler! <laughs> but then he got Peyton Manning in there, and now he's yeah, got that Russell was, Wilson. Yeah. So, happy birthday, John. John I was 62 years old. All Another right. happy birthday, Kawhi Leonard. Turns yep. 31. Wow. And he's coming off yep. major surgery. But he, hopefully healthy for the Clippers, who now have a pretty good team to yep. argue with in the West with yep. the addition of John Wall. Yeah. So he's a great player, Kawhi Leonard, probably one of the best in this era. Uh borderline generational talent, in my opinion. Uh he was that famous 2019. Raptors championship run. He was hired watched, to do. He was, watched it. From, he was hired to do that. I watched it from start to finish. From the from the jump, I did not give the Raptors a chance mm-hmm. because of their chemistry issues yep. surrounding Kawhi. I didn't give them a chance. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe they can win a win. They'll win against Orlando, but they're not winning against Philly. Yep. And the shot of God happens. Yep. Uh, which is all I can say. That shot of God. I was at school. And I, it was lunchtime. I was in the library watching that game, and I saw it happen. I had to refrain myself from screaming my head off mm-hmm. because that shot was possibly the best buzzer beater I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my lifetime. The just dramatic finish in a Game 7. And for, and nice little bit of trivia, the first ever Game 7 buzzer beater in NBA history mm-hmm. in a playoff game. And obviously, you know the rest. That and then Eastern Conference Finals, the two the two O deficit against the Bucks. I'm like, yeah, it ends here. And they come back and completely clobber the Bucks in in four straight games. Then KD gets injured, and they win the whole thing. Um, now he has a chance to certify his legacy in LA. We'll see how it happens. All right. Lastly, unhappy anniversary to the Supersonics. Ah, uh, the Supersonics. Folding. 
What I think there'll be, uh, I believe there'll be a, a franchise back in Seattle. I, Seattle deserves I th- a franchise. I think so. I think uh, you know this. It's all came. It's a simple situation. It came down to stadium. Stadium. Yep. I mean, it's, the key arena is still there. The key arena. Yep. Home to the to home. the Kraken. Well, it got it got renovated right heavily. Yeah, it got renovated, but it's home to the Kraken. Yeah. Keep saying Kraken. In my in my in my I think, I believe they'll have a franchise. I soon. think I think they should. It was unfair for them um, to do that. There was rumors that um that uh Minnesota was gonna be bought by some Seattle buyers, but that didn't end up yeah. happening. They should just move um, the, the the Kings, Kings over there. Yeah, they should. Kings they should. Stink. They should move the Kings over there. They yeah, should. The Kings should move anywhere else. Yeah. Sacramento. Move anywhere else. I think we're done. Yep. What do you think? Uh, for we had a lot. This was a long episode for our hundredth episode, but we had a lot of topics that we missed out due to our free agency video. But if you're coming from TikTok, welcome. Welcome. We do these things one or two times a week. Next week we'll have more updates on NBA free agency. Mm-hmm. We'll see where uh, Kyrie, KD heads, and maybe they're gonna go somewhere. Maybe that saga ends soon. Maybe not. Um. But yeah, we'll have more. Stay tuned. Ciao.